All right. Hello, everyone. It is Wednesday, September 22nd, and I am Mark Hodge, head coach at Rockwell Trading, here with your stock market update, always covering what you need to know as we approach the trading day in 15 minutes or less. Well, yesterday, stocks started strong. Looked like we might have a nice little update, but... We couldn't hold on to early gains in the S&P and Dow finished lower for the third day straight. Now today, futures are pointing to a higher start. So let's go ahead and pop over to the charts and take a look at what's going on. So here we have a chart of the Dow. You see on a daily chart, three days lower. Let's actually uh, go down to a five-minute chart here because this really you know, tells the, the picture or paints a picture for yesterday. Uh, the Dow just, you know, trying. Actually, here we go. <laughs> Went back two days. You see the the higher start here and the rally after the open, a pullback, erasing those early gains. Uh, the Dow just trying to find some strength here, pulling back to this level, rallying but not making a higher high for the day, pulling back to that same level, rallying again. Just every attempt to get higher. Uh, less uh, strength on the attempt and then uh, pull back in the last half hour of trading, put the Dow into negative area right back where uh, support was for the day. We look at the S&P, similar story, uh, higher open, a little bit of a rally, and then a sell-off in the morning, an attempt to get back to those highs, but uh, that fails, a pullback down to those lows. Uh, higher high or sorry lower high and a pullback right back to the levels almost identical we look at the nasdaq it was the same thing the only difference the nasdaq finishing slightly higher for the day not enough to get too excited about but all in all uh, stocks were pretty much down for the day with the nasdaq slightly higher and the s p and dow extending their losing streak for three consecutive days now it looks like uh, deja vu here. Futures up about the same amount they were yesterday heading into the open. Let's look at the E-mini S&P. Let's look at a five-minute chart here. Uh, in this case, though, we actually see that there has been a, a rally, and the E-mini S&P is trading near overnight highs. So heading into the open, we're near overnight highs for the E-mini S&P. Dow's a little more flat than the E-mini S&P, but still near overnight highs in the NASDAQ, uh, same story. So in, instead of you know a wild overnight where we're well off of highs and, and heading into the open, uh, you know, slightly higher, but with um, you know a pullback into the open, at least right now it looks like we're, we're trying to, to see strength at, at these overnight highs and you know maybe we'll get it. Maybe we'll get a push to those highs. Uh, still have a little bit before the open. Uh, but that's what we're seeing with futures up about uh, six tenths of a percent for the E-mini Dow and E-mini S&P up about four tenths of a percent for the E-mini NASDAQ. Now, the focus this week has been the Fed, China, and you could say COVID or you know, possibly the, the government um, you know, trying, to, trying to avoid a shutdown in September with spending. Uh, but the, the real focus has been the Fed and China. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Fed. And let's, um, let me slide this over. We looked at it yesterday. 
this is the economic calendar for the week. And we have the Fed statement today at 2 p.m. Eastern, Fed press conference, uh, 30 minutes following that statement. So what's the deal here? Well, the Fed, they're wrapping up their two-day policy meeting. And really, the, the interest rate discussion, that shouldn't really be or there, there shouldn't be any surprises there. Nobody's really expecting that the Fed to start talking about interest rates and, and scaring the markets. But the tapering discussion is the wild card here. Now, the Fed, they're pumping $120 billion uh, into the uh, economy through monthly asset purchases, and that needs to be slowed down at some point. The question is, are they going to target it this time, or are they going to target it in November's meeting? Uh, I mean, at this point, we really don't know. Uh, there, there is some ammunition or fuel to, to potentially delay that discussion with the August jobs report being a complete you know, miss and, and some you know, uh, data that doesn't necessarily point to the need for that right away, but it is something that they need to do. And if we are uh, you know, looking at some uh, economists and what they believe, 52 economists were surveyed by Bloomberg, and they believed that uh, almost two-thirds believe that the announcement to taper will most likely come in November, with more than half of them believing that they will start tapering in December. So that's kind of the consensus, um, you know, the tapering announcement being in November with the actual tapering taking place in December. We'll have to see. We'll have to see, but that, that's uh, in the spotlight today, uh, especially with the, the press conference there, uh, seeing if there's any Q&A there or uh, any, any comments that could hint at what the Fed intends to do. Now, let's look back at the chart here, and uh, we could pull up the, the Dow and, and just you know put this slide into perspective. Now, on one hand, this week has been pretty rocky, but if we look at the Dow, the Dow's down less than 5% from record highs. Same with the S&P. So, yes, it has been a rocky week, and, and the, the Fed, you know, they're you know, forward-looking. What, what do they need to do to try and keep uh, maximum employment and price stability? And, uh, you know, 5% pullback from record highs in the big picture isn't that big of a deal. It feels like it's a big drop this week, and it – I mean, it is. Uh, it could be the worst month that we've had in a year, uh, the worst day on uh, Monday that we had going back to May. So it, it's definitely a, a dip, a slide. Uh, but, you know, putting it into perspective, it really isn't that much. It's not that big of a deal at this point. Now, we talked about China and the Evergrande uh, group, the, the property uh, you know, management or owner in China, and uh, that debt crisis is, is still in the spotlight. Now they had a, a eight an eighty three million dollar interest payment for a March twenty second bond due on September twenty third, and uh, there is uh, reports that that is going to be paid. So according to Bloomberg, the main unit of the troubled property developer developer will make its uh, Thursday payment. There is another date to keep an eye on, September 29th. 
47.5 million is due for a March 24th bond payment. So it looks like the payment for this week that was uh, really in the spotlight for the property developer, that is going to be covered. It's the next one that uh, we'll, we'll, you'll probably continue to hear about uh, for the remainder of September and beyond. Let's look at a few movers here or other stocks that are in the news. Uh, ConocoPhillips, COP, the ticker here. So ConocoPhillips is going to be the second largest oil and gas producer in the lower 48 states after acquiring Shell's Permian Basin. So uh, ExxonMobil is the largest producer, but with this purchase, uh, ConocoPhillips becomes the second largest in the lower 48. Right now, ConocoPhillips is up 1.6% pre-market. Uh, we could look at a couple of other oil and gas plays, and it looks like that pre-market move is really in line uh, with other companies. So Exxon up 1.5% pre-market. We could look at Chevron. Chevron's up 1.4%. Uh, so pretty much in line with the overall market. That news not necessarily affecting ConocoPhillips at this time. We could also look at SoFi or Sophie, SoFi, Sophie. Um, they were up almost 5%, now up uh, a little over 4% pre-market after analyst Jeffries initiated its coverage with a buy rating saying that the company will continue to drive significant user growth, product adoption, and margin expansion in the next 12 months. So this stock has been on a wild ride this year and um, got as high as uh, 28, pulled back. Looks like it's found some support around 15 uh, with the, the pullback this week. Uh, getting below the 15 mark, but pre-market getting up towards these recent highs established in September. So up about 4% pre-market uh, on that news. Uh, not stock related, but could affect trading. The House passed a bill that will prevent a government shutdown and suspend the debt limit. And uh, surprise, surprise, the bill was passed with all Democrats supporting it and all Republicans opposing it. Uh, but with more Democrats in the House, they were able to push that through. Now, it goes to Congress, and that's where it could uh, hit a, a, a wall. Uh, Congress has to pass a funding plan by September 30th to avoid a shutdown. So that's definitely going to be in the news. Uh, we'll, we'll see if they could come to an agreement, what's going on there. Uh, but September 30th is really the the day to keep in mind. A few other stocks, Adobe. Let's look at some earnings uh, news here. Adobe. Now, this is interesting because Adobe pulling away from record highs down a little less than 4% pre-market. Pretty big drop, though, when you look at the chart here. Looking back at lows uh, since August 5th, and uh, they actually reported better than expected earnings and uh, better than expected revenue as well, with revenue rising 22% to a record $3.94 billion. So either that good news was a little less than traders expected, even though it was better than analysts expected, or it could be a little bit of a, um, you know, buy the rumor, sell the fact, or buy the rumor, sell the news. The news is out and they have an earnings beat and better revenue, but the stock has dropped pre-market. Another earnings mover, let's look at General Mills. GIS is the ticker. 
and General Mills up over 3% pre-market after an earnings beat as well. Earnings came in 10 cents higher than expected, and the company also reported better than expected revenue. So looking at a chart, we're trading right around $60 a share after closing at 58.01 yesterday and getting into this upper range that we saw back in August. FedEx, FedEx, FDX is the ticker. FedEx really having a tough time since May of this year, just uh, edging lower and lower. Um, interesting to see that we're almost approaching pandemic levels here for this one. Actually, we, we are. Uh, 237.11 pre-market down almost 6%. And the pandemic low, it looks like, was 234.79. So FedEx trading near pandemic or at pandemic lows. Uh, what's going on here? The company actually reported earnings uh, of $4.37, cents, excuse me, but it was 54 cents below analyst expectations. Uh, so uh, an earnings miss there is sending FedEx down about 6% pre-market. Another one here, Stitch Fix SFIX, up over 12% pre-market. And when you look at this chart, it might seem a little bit underwhelming when this thing was trading at 110 bucks back in January and has uh, dropped since July. Gosh, where was it? High of uh, July was about $62 a share. And yesterday closed at $35.46. Today it's trading uh, just under $40 a share, though, on uh, a surprise earnings win. So the company reported a 19 cent profit per share versus a 13 cent loss it was expected. Revenue was also better, helped out by 18% year over year growth in its most active customers. So SFIX, the apparel and footwear retailer, uh, making some big moves pre-market, looking good, even though it's just getting back to levels that we saw early September. So let's... Uh, Let's look at one more space here, and that's uh, the crypto market. Let's go to Bitcoin here. Uh, I don't think I've really mentioned this over the last couple of days, but Bitcoin just getting hammered the last two days. Uh, yesterday, that, that fallout, so Monday drop with the overall market uh, down 9%, but that drop continued yesterday, down another 5% yesterday. Getting a little bounce, though, today. Uh, up about 4.5% right now as we approach the U.S. market open in 15 minutes. But Bitcoin, uh, cryptos in general, just getting uh, beat up a little bit this week with stocks. Uh, Ethereum, same thing on Monday, down over 10%. Yesterday, that drop continued down 7%. So three days lower for Ethereum. Today, though, up about 7%. So Crypto is bouncing back a little bit today. So futures still pointing to a higher start. We'll see if that can hold on as we approach the open and um, and get into the trading day. But that's going to do it for today's stock market update. If you like this update and these videos, please click the like button. Uh, until tomorrow, though, have a great trading day. We'll see you tomorrow. And most importantly, happy trading.